Welcome. You've joined the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hey, everyone. Are you ready to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny? Well, you've come to the right place because that's what the sexy lifestyle is all about. And you know, David and I are passionate about making your sex life the best it can be. We sure are. And you know, we love talking and learning about everything related to sex and sexuality, sexual health, and of course, sexual pleasure. We love diving deep into the naughty, the taboo, and the unknown. And we hope our discussions open up your dialogue about great sex because... Well, great sex matters, and we all deserve it. We sure do. So, are you impressed by people who look fitter and healthier than their biological age? Perhaps you believe, as we do, that 60 is a new 50 Uh or even 40. (laughs) On today's show, we're going to explore the fountain of youth in the context of our mantra, living happy, healthy, and horny, in conjunction, of course, with a healthy attitude, self-respect, and discipline. We'll be introducing a brand new event which brings together like-minded folks at our favorite resort in Jamaica for a sexy fun week, focusing on staying fit to fuck as we age. Absolutely. And that favorite place, would that happen to be hedonism too? It sure might be. We're going to find out all about it. Don't give it away. All right. I think I already did. (laughs) But before we get into the show, and as we do on every show, we want to tell you about our must-have top waterproof blanket, which now comes in four reversible colors because nobody wants to sleep in that wet spot and squirt is hot until it's not. So if you're fed up, With sleeping in that wet spot or having to change your sheets every time you have sex, then you need one of our top waterproof blankets. It's 100% waterproof and leak-proof, and it guarantees to keep your bed and mattress dry no matter how wet it gets. From messy massage oils, silicone lubes, and all sorts of sexy wetness, you just throw it in the washer and dryer, and it comes out looking like brand new. And now we have a new sexy pink and blue reversible blanket, both colors representing the ribbons supporting breast cancer and prostate cancer. And to support the cause, we'll donate $5 from each blanket sold to a charity that helps cancer survivors get back in the sack. Because great sex matters and cancer survivors deserve it too. And you don't have to leave your house to get one. Simply go to Amazon and search for Top Waterproof Blanket. That's T O P Waterproof Blanket. And order yours today. Great sex starts now. It sure does. And so does today's show. You know, we're Carol and David. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. And we're so excited to welcome today's special guests. We have fitness and nutrition experts, April and Scott, who are the founders of thenaughtygym.com, and we're going to learn all about what they do. And who they do. Yeah. (laughs) All right, guys, welcome to The Sexy Lifestyle. We know you're busy training people day and night, so thank you for making time to be with us here today. Thank you so much for having us. We're excited to be here. Yeah, it's it's our pleasure. Yay. Why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and how did you meet? When did you meet? How long you've been together? I'll let you start. <laughs> uh, well, we we met through the gym. I know that's probably not uh, a shocking story, but we have been together for seven years now in, in a relationship. Um, she was actually a coach for me in my first gym uh, that I had hired. And uh, then she became a better coach than me. And now we've <laughs> We own a gym together and, and work together all day. And uh, and then we started uh, Naughty Gym because we have been in the lifestyle for our entire relationship. Uh, 
But because we were so busy when we first started, uh, we never got to participate. I mean, it would maybe once or twice a year we would go to some sort of lifestyle event or party or house party. But that was it. And it was uh, it was very few and far between. And we used to own two gyms. We sold one and started Naughty Gym to try to replace the income from the one we sold. And now we get to travel the world and host and speak and go to all sorts of resorts. And it has been a gigantic blessing in our life. Awesome. And just going back a little bit further, uh, how did you guys get into the realm of fitness and nutrition? I know you met together, but you were already in that realm. Yeah, I've been in the fitness industry since I got out of high school. I was a high school and collegiate soccer player. And then when I got out of college, it was kind of like, now what? Do I just, you know, I got married and had kids and um, started working out on my own. Um, Eventually started doing personal training and teaching Pilates classes. And um, I've always been an athlete though. Like I always wanted to see how far I could push my body. Um, I ran marathons for about eight or nine years and coached running. Um, I got into the fitness and figure world for a little bit. Um, and just, I always wanted to see what I could do next, what my body was capable of. Um, and it's just been a lifelong passion. And so um, I don't I don't think Scott's been in it quite as long, though. He's been an athlete his whole life as well. Yeah, I, um, my love for fitness has been more or less my lack of or unwillingness to ever mature as an adult. <laughs> you and like to play. I, 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 I like to play. Like that, that's our uh, tagline for Naughty Gym is never stop playing. And and so uh, I've, I've played sports all my life. I grew up playing everything, eventually nap, uh made my way over to tennis and played collegiately and then became a tennis teaching pro for a long time. And uh, eventually my body started to break down from that. And I realized I needed to focus more on my general fitness, but I hated the gym, hated. I would start and stop, you know, gym memberships all over the country. Every time I moved, I'd get a new gym membership and I might make it two weeks before I, I stopped doing it. Eventually, I found uh, CrossFit, which turns fitness into more of a game, and I was hooked because it was allowing me to uh, fulfill that need for play all the time. And uh, so, yeah, that was how I got into it. And now we really focus on trying to make fitness fun for everybody. And we feel like if you'll enjoy what you're doing, if it's fun, you'll enjoy it, and then you'll stick with it. And so that's a big focus on what we do not just with Naughty Gym, but our commercial gym as well. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So um, that's all great. And we're going to talk about how fitness and nutrition and everything um, allows people to have a better sex life. But I want to back up a little bit because you guys were talking about some boring stuff just now. And I want to know, April, you, <laughs> you, you said you started off, you know, in, in as a younger woman um, in your student years in the gym. But. What about your your naughtiness when you were that young? Were you a sexually active person? Did you fuck the football team? Like, um, who were you growing up? Yeah, so um, I was always very sexual, but it was very repressed. So, like, I can remember, I can't, actually, I can't, I've told him this before. I can't remember the age that I started masturbating because I've always masturbated. 
Like I don't, I, as young as I can remember, I've always done it. Um, but my mother, I was raised by a single mother, um, who found religion in while I was in middle school and became ultra super conservative. Anything sexual was shameful. And so I kind of hit it. Um, and so I was, uh, a virgin until I was 18 or 19. I did other things like oral and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I always kind of hid that though. I had to keep it really repressed. I had five brothers. And so my dating life was not that great because <laughs> they were always watching and everyone was always scared of them. Um, so yeah, I didn't fuck the football team. I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was really afraid of um, my mother and getting found out. Um, and so that was always something that I kind of kept hidden. Now, just out, right, just out of uh, curiosity, though, did your brothers also repress their sexuality growing up in that household? Or were they just boys? Yeah, they were boys. And it was allowed because mm. that's kind of what yeah. boys do. Um uh, my older brothers were already out of the house when my mom found religion. And so they were just wild. Um, so I heard a lot of stories. I learned a lot about sex from hearing their stories. Um, and once I got out of my mother's house, though, I turned into a whore. Huh, cool. <laughs> once the, after I had sex, I was like, yep, this is for me. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good for you. Does she know now what you guys do that you're more into the sexuality? Well, she than she passed would've... away. Oh. Yeah, she passed away in 21. Her and my father passed away or my stepfather um, from COVID in, in uh, mid 2021. Um, and so she knew what we were doing, but she didn't want to talk about it. Yeah, mm -hmm. I get it. I understand. <laughs> Which is fine. Yeah. yeah. And before we get back into the fitness part of this, where did you guys meet? The gym. So we met and we actually lived a quarter mile from each other for probably 10 years. And we had no idea. Um, I lived almost next door to his brother. Um, and I knew his dad because he'd come to the ball fields and watch my kids play ball and his brother's kids play ball. So I knew his whole family, but we met at the gym. Cool. Um, and so I worked out at his gym for years and then he hired me as a coach and we worked so well together and honest to God, we never crossed a line for four years. It was mm. totally platonic. We were really good friends. Neither one of us thought the other one would ever be interested in, like, I never thought he would be interested in me and vice versa. So who asked who out? Well, I crossed the line first. <laughs> <laughs> I did. That was me. Um, yeah, it was, um, it, it was, it was not a, we ended up having an affair. And uh, we were both in marriages that, um, well, you know, we, they, they weren't great. And that's not an excuse, but that's how right. we that's how we started our mm -hmm. relationship. I had asked my I, I was already in the process of a divorce. He was not. Um, and so, yeah, I crossed the line. And yeah, so the, not our, the, the first date, what happened? Who attacked who? Did you get naked? Did you fuck? Oh, my goodness. Lots of details, oh, David. Well, so the agreement was it was only going to be for sex because I was going through a divorce. He then was starting to go through a divorce. And I was like, I don't want a relationship. I've been, I was in a 17, 18 year old year marriage where um, it was basically sexless. And so I'm like, I just want to have sex and enjoy myself. I don't want a relationship. So don't fall in love with me. 
which is ironically the exact same attitude we took about the lifestyle when we started it. We're just going to meet people and we're going to try to find the hottest people that want to have sex with us. And we're going to have sex. We don't care what their names are. We don't need friends. We have friends. Uh, and we were wrong in both cases. We weren't able to just have sex with each other. And our we were wrong about the lifestyle, lifestyle as well. Yeah. The biggest thing we look for is that friendship connection first we're very slow movers in the lifestyle and, uh, and and so it's obvious with both of us that we need a strong connection and we we relish it and and it, sex is more than just sex, sex. It's, <laughs> it's, in, it's interesting you say that and we're going to talk about that a little bit later in the show but you know we've been in the lifestyle 17 18 years and in the beginning it was like wow we found our our tribe we found our people and we have our sex life is is back because we were both in boring, stale, sexless marriages. And now looking back on the many years that we've been in the lifestyle, we realize that it's not about the sex. It's about the people and the friends you make yeah. and, and yeah. the great conversations that you have. And, and the uh, open conversations. Yeah. You can tell them anything and, uh, you know, everything goes. So There's no judgment. Yeah. 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 The sex is just a really nice byproduct mm -hmm. of something greater yeah well we go to a place like hedonism and have all of these amazing conversations and it's almost like culture shock when you come back to the real world and it's like oh i can't have these conversations anymore yeah. <laughs> or you can but it might shock some people right. yeah and we had a great we had a fantastic time on our last trip to hedo uh and didn't play with anybody mm -hmm. and that's probably a shocking thing to somebody that's outside of the consensual non-monogamy community thinking you went to a week at a sex resort you didn't have sex. Why did you even go? That right. makes no sense. Uh, but we didn't. We had a great time and met some amazing people. Yeah. yeah. Well, we probably haven't told you because, you know, um, our relationship is new. But in the middle of COVID, we spent 89 days living at Hedonism. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I actually heard that on one of your podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, we, so we did not have sex every day no. there. Our, our <laughs> did, did they know you were there? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. That no, was a lot was of fun. Great. It was really good. <laughs> so you guys now work together. You have a gym together. You actually do a lot of organizing of events yourself with your gym and your, and your peeps. Tell us about that. Yeah, so... Um, that's one of the things when we first started working together, we realized is we have different strengths. He's a creative mind and I'm a very logical organized brain. And so when we started doing events, we're like, these are really great and these are successful and we are working together so well and it was so much fun. And so we just kept doing them. And now we host um, one of the largest fitness events in North Alabama has two to 300 athletes every year. And I mean, it's just a huge fitness event. Um, and we do the largest drug tested powerlifting competition in the state of Alabama. Um, we do throughout the year, probably seven to eight charity events, um, fitness events for local charities. Um, it's just in our DNA. We yeah. love, we love doing events. It's amazing to bring, what we love is bringing people together. And then we get to sit back and just watch everybody enjoying themselves and having an amazing experience. We get off on that. <laughs> oh, it's a and lot of hard work. So it's a good thing you enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. And now we get to do it in the lifestyle, which wasn't part of the plan originally with uh, Naughty Gym. It just sort of has happened organically. Yeah. So how did you guys discover the lifestyle? Tell us your story. 
Well, <laughs> I, uh, I told her about some past experiences I'd had and, um, she, without hesitation said, I want to experience that same thing. I want to yeah. try it. And, well, and he told me about a place you could be naked and I'm like, outside? What? <laughs> like Let's that. Let's go. <laughs> Take me today. <laughs> so where was your first experience, April, being naked? It was in a little like campground swinger resort in Tennessee. And there was, it was you know, in my head, I'm thinking I'm going to walk in and people are going to be having like orgies around the pool and it's going to be like wild stuff. And it wasn't, it was normal people, um, laying out naked and playing volleyball naked. And I mean, it was so much fun and it was freeing for me. Um, you know, I've been an athlete my whole life, but I've also had a lot of uh, body image issues. Um, and so being in that environment was so empowering for me, like to see everybody, every shape and size and age, and they just don't give a shit. Right. That's very cool. So that was a nudist resort or was it also lifestyle friendly? It was lifestyle friendly as well. Yeah. We never did. We didn't do anything. We actually went there. We, I think in, in our memory, we went three times before we ever had, I think it was our fourth trip there that we had our first lifestyle experience of any kind. Yeah. And, uh, it wasn't great, but, uh, even in the early days, we were very slow to take steps, you yeah. know. And what wasn't great, now that you know more about the lifestyle, it wasn't great because you didn't know or you were just too scared to try? Uh, no, we, we let something happen that we would yeah, never, we never had, let happen now. Like I think a lot of people new to the lifestyle, we had a laundry list of rules. Like it was a scroll, like a mile long. Like <laughs> these are all the rules. And so I had never played with another woman. And so I said, you know, I would like to have that experience. Let's find someone who's more experienced that can kind of show me the ropes. And so we found a couple and we were like, okay, here's our rules. <laughs> That's okay. So it's good. And, and so, um, and we were very clear with those rules. Yeah. And so, um, and the rule, the main rules were the men could touch their own wives, but they could not touch, like he couldn't touch the other woman and vice versa. Okay. Well, so the man in the couple breached that rule and, um, touched me, but that is how we also learned that I could squirt. Ah. <laughs> yeah. So that was a, it, that was the first, it was a, it was not a great experience because they violated those rules. And, and instantly I was angry, but I also realized, whoa, whoa, she, something has just happened. that's sort of magical because it wasn't, she had always been anti-squirt. Like that's, I don't even think it's real. These yeah, women we had pissed. long debates and I was, it's not a thing I can't do. I've never done it before, you know? So it, in the moment I had to do some mental gymnastics, like I'm mad and I want to scream at this guy, but then he's just done something to her. She didn't know she could do. And I don't know how to do. Yeah. Uh, and so we politely excused ourselves after a few minutes left under good terms. We think we don't think they knew we were upset. Yeah, but- I said, are you okay? And he <laughs> said, I'm a little irritated, but you're going to show me exactly what he did. <laughs> and we learned to do it so it was a lesson learned yeah, yeah. well carol um is a massive squirter and uh, so much so that we developed our own top waterproof blanket right that we now sell on amazon and um yeah uh you know some people love squirt and some people are just against it but me yeah. i love drinking it i love making it come and uh, when carol first started it she was like 
are, are you okay? Are you, are you drowning? <laughs> yeah. Because she was over I, my yeah, face. Yeah, I, I usually was straddling his face when he was using his fingers and his tongue. And then I just started squirting. I didn't even know what it was when it was started. I had no idea. I said, I'm not doing this. You're doing this. And so I was just as shocked as he was. But he loved it. He learned that little trick, whatever it was. And then soon after, when I got used to what that whole feeling was, I was able to make myself squirt. So now right. I have my party trick. I'll take a cock, a nice hard cock, and just tap my clit or do it myself with my own hands but it's nice when the hard cock taps my clit and I just squirt everywhere so it's kind of a little party trick of my own you know, that's something we've learned over the years that uh, not maybe not all but the vast majority of women can mm -hmm. they may not know it mm -hmm. uh, but they can learn to do yeah. it yeah. yeah if they want I, I think yeah most vaginas can right. squirt exactly yeah. and you have to let it out that's the thing too it's a mental uh, release uh, you have to not be holding it in thinking that you're peeing over someone so as right. long as you've just gone to the bathroom and you know it's not pee and then you get aroused and it's coming out clear it doesn't smell like urine uh, then you know it's something different yeah. it's not just pee yeah, yeah. that's kind of fun all right, we went sideways here a little bit. We're talking about the Naughty Gym. Tell yeah. us how you guys started Naughty Gym. Well, so, you know, we had our two commercial gyms and then COVID hit. And Scott was running um, his gym about 30 to 40 minutes away from my gym, um, which is two, three minutes from our home. And the bigger our gyms grew, the more time we spent apart. Well, so COVID shut us down for a few months and the week our governor um, got on TV and said, fitness facilities can open next Monday. We both kind of internally panicked because we really love working together and we were together 24 seven and we absolutely loved it. We were having working harder than we'd ever worked because now we were coaching like 175, two athletes online. Yeah. <laughs> um, and w most people were gardening during COVID. We were literally working from 5 a.m. to midnight every day. <laughs> so Scott had kind of a crisis and he got up in the middle of the night and he went to the bathtub, which is his office. <laughs> he takes like four hour long baths. <laughs> and He started devising a plan of how he could work it so that we could still stay together working 24 seven. And so he woke me up at 6.30 AM with words no wife ever wants to hear. He woke me up and he said, we need to talk. Uh, and I was like, uh -oh. <laughs> um, did I do something? What <laughs> is he leaving me? <laughs> and uh, he said, I want, I'm selling my gym. Well, I, I'd say that forcefully. I, and yeah. I'd, I'd come up with several options, but none of them seemed to be viable other than just selling the gym. Uh -huh. And uh, I, you know, at the time, um, we could we could replace my salary out of just her gym because the, both gyms were doing well. We had now navigated this quarantine period and hadn't lost any members. Uh, and we thought, man, as soon as we open up next Monday, it's, the gyms are just going to explode and we're going to be fine. Uh, and that turned out to not be the case. Um, but as a backup, we had come up with this idea of doing now that we knew how to train people online. Why don't we? try to train people in the lifestyle or the sex positive community. Because if there's any community that was really going to focus on their health and longevity, their looks, their appearance, right. uh, it was going to be that group. Well, and we had a business mentor that said, find a niche market. And we're like, who else wants to look better naked? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, the lifestyle community, that is what they're about. Like they want to feel confident in their own skin when they take their clothes off and they're naked all the time. 
Um, so that that's yeah. kind of how Naughty Jim was born. Yeah, and we had no idea if it would work. Nothing like that had ever been done before, like with that with that market. And um, we put it out there, and we started getting members right away. And and so we've just run with it ever since. And um, now it's grown into not just the online fitness and the online nutrition, but we have a thriving community that's on a private platform disconnected from all other social media and we do trip like adventure active lifestyle travel trips and of course we've got a big one our first monster event coming up in 2024 yeah we're going to talk about that um after the break but before before we get to the break i just want to back up a little bit we've been talking about fitness and sex and all that stuff you guys just mentioned um how naughty gym is about you know people in the lifestyle wanting to stay fit and look good but let's talk about just people in general and why is it so important to stay healthy and fit as we age well you know, one of the best examples, I'm 50 years old now, and uh, sometimes, and I hope I look younger than that, I don't know, but I have been in conversations with people before to, and realize uh, after talking to them that, wow, they're my age, and I thought they were 15 years older than yeah. me, right. and that's not me trying to brag about the way I look, it's right. more of a reflection of what happens to your body when you don't take optimal care of it. Uh, you get older faster you become older than your actual number and um, you don't sleep as well you don't have the energy you don't have the stamina you uh, you start to go downhill and become that person that's relegated to the couch and trips to the grocery store well it's hard to regulate your hormones as well as you get older if you're not eating well and exercising and sleeping well and all of that works hand in hand. And our, our goal is not to get people, all everybody to have six pack abs and giant biceps and all that stuff. Um, I mean, that's great if that's your goal, but that's not what we're trying to get out of people. What we're trying to do is get you a fantastic report from your family doctor. We're trying to get you to be able to go play a pickup game of basketball with your grandkids if they want to. Uh, we want you to be functional way on into your life. And that just happens to carry over into lifestyle because uh, the fitter and healthier you are, the longer and better you're going to be able to enjoy this consensual non-monogamy world that we're all a part of. And, you know, Carol and I have learned over the years that you don't have to be that gym rat that goes to the gym five days a week for two hours a day. It's just about doing something on a regular basis instead of, like you said, being that couch potato and just watching TV. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, I actually had a client the other day at my commercial gym. I had shared some pictures on Facebook from when my kids were little and they're out of, almost out of school now. And she said, I cannot believe, she said, when did you start working out? I said, well, I've worked out all my life. And she said, you look so much younger now than you did in those pictures when your kids were little. And I'm like, that's because I'm having way better sex. Too. <laughs> there you go. That's great. I love that answer. <laughs> I mean, that makes a difference. And some of that sex is with me. <laughs> oh, yay. <laughs> Even better. Can I put my name on the list? <laughs> so you guys both look awesome. I don't know exactly what your ages are, but I believe everyone who says that you look much younger than uh, than your actual age. It's about being bald. Scott is bald like me, and we both look young, and both you women love us because of that uh, baldness. Okay, yeah. Well, I think we're I just. I do love a bald head. Yeah, I know, me too. So, April, have you ever sat on his head and had an orgasm? Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> you mean the actual head? Yeah. Well, well, not the top of his head, but I mean his face. Oh, for no, sure. Try it on a shave, a freshly shaved head. Sit on it. Get your pussy and your clip, lots of lube, lots of lube, <laughs> and you can get off and you can squirt all over his head. <laughs> I lived that fantasy a couple of New Year's Eves ago. Yeah, we had some. One of our friends did that to him, and he just loved it. It's not my thing, so I let. That's what the nice. You thing outsourced. Is. Yes, I did outsource. That's the nice outsourced. thing about the lifestyle. We can outsource those things that are not our fantasies to somebody else who is has that that's same right. fantasy. Well, the, yeah. the problem is, I don't. I don't actually shave my head. I use a real close clipper, so it's always got that scraggly. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it's kind of soft. Yeah, well, well just, that's because I haven't done it in a while. Just so. get a blade, shave it, and she'll sit on your head. It'll be good for both of you. I right? trust me. <laughs> All righty. So, um, one more thing before we take a break, you guys, Naughty Jim, have three pillars. Tell us about those pillars and the importance of. Um, yes. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. So I was going to say, it's look your best, feel your best, and play your best. Those are the three pillars of Naughty Jim. And so, looking your best is whatever that means to you. What you know, is going to make you feel more confident in your skin, taking your clothes off in at uh, the pool at Hedo or getting naked and leaving the lights on while you're having sex, whatever that looks like to you. And feel your best is just the, the you know, the benefits of exercise, proper nutrition and a, and a healthier lifestyle. Everything feels better. And I'm not talking about just sex, all of that's included, but you have more energy. You, you enjoy life more. There's a vitality to you that you don't possess when you're not taking care of yourself. So that's the feel your best part. Yeah. And then play your best is either in the bedroom with sex or, well, it doesn't have to be in the bedroom (laughs) (laughs) or going on adventures, going, being able to go hiking or go run a Spartan race or have an orgy and have the stamina to fuck all the women in the orgy, you know, whatever that is that you, as we age, continue to be able to play and you're not relegated to the couch or, you know, sitting down and not able to move and enjoy your life. Well, certainly playfulness is what keeps you feeling young as well. Uh, And I think people in general just need to play a lot more when they're adults. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I'll tell you, keto is a great place to play. <laughs> I was looking online at their, their boozy Easter egg hunt. I mean, that's just fun thing yeah. for adults to be able to go. And it's like a just a giant adult playground. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if you're dressing up, because that's something we've kind of gave up back when we're 10 years old. But dressing right. up is really fun. Getting undressed is. is fun too. Yeah, dressing up, I mean, yeah. in costumes and, and just sort of playing a role and being someone you're not and just pretending. Yes. All those things we gave up when we were kids, like young kids. I like being yeah. a kid. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It really is fun. <laughs> Well, this has been a great segment. Just just a quick reminder that we are Carol and David. This is a sexy lifestyle, and we're having an amazing discussion with nutrition and fitness experts, April and Scott from NaughtyGym.com. Coming up next is our favorite segment, Great Sex Matters, so don't go away. But now we're going to tell everyone about topless travel and the amazing trips that we have planned for this year and next year. Absolutely, and uh, if you're looking for the sexiest and most erotic vacation experiences ever, then you simply must book with Topless Travel from Hedonism 2 in Jamaica, Desire in Cancun, and all the Bliss Cruise adventures. 
Topless travel needs to be your number one choice. Yeah, and their trips are all about pushing boundaries, exploring your naughty side, meeting and partying with tons of sexy fun people. Let's just give a quick shout out to all their exclusive sexy host couples, including Party Mark, and they're there to ensure that you have one hell of a sexy vacation. Yep, and you know you'll find us on lots of the topless travel trips, but listen up, we're going to be back at Hedo 2 for their sexy silver event from October 21st to 28th, 2023. It's going to be a pre-Halloween week-long bash, and we'd love for you to join us there. And new for 2024, uh, Topless Travel is putting together not one but two bucket list trips from which we are going to be broadcasting. The first one, we will be exploring the ancient pyramids of Egypt, followed by a seven-day riverboat cruise down the Nile to Jordan from March 2nd to 13th, 2024. And on the second bucket list trip, we'll be heading to Kenya for an African safari to witness the Great Migration. Glamping in the wild savanna from September 2 to 11, 2024. Space is very limited on both of these trips. I think they might be sold out already by 70%. So if you don't want to miss the most amazing adventures with other sexy open-minded friends, then you should go ahead and book your spot today. Absolutely. And for more information about these trips or any other topless travel events, go to thesexylifestyle.com, click on the topless travel events link to book the sexiest and most erotic vacation ever. Alrighty, this is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David. Let's get back to our show because now it's time for our favorite part of the show where we get to talk about great sex because... Well, great sex matters and we all deserve it. So why don't we get into the details about how to stay fit to fuck? We love fit, staying fit, and we love fucking. So I want to learn more because on every show we learn tons. So guys, is there really a fountain of youth? Well, in some sense, I guess so. I mean, if in comparison to if you don't exercise and live an active lifestyle and try to eat a moderately healthy diet, uh, you're going to find out what the opposite of the fountain of youth is. Yeah. And that's going to be a decrepitude and aging faster than you should. I mean, we none of us are going to escape this world alive. We're all going to age. And, uh, you know, you, we want to help people do that as uh, graciously and gracefully as possible. And isn't it cool how really simple it is to eat? healthy to have proper nutrition carol always says when you go shopping stay on the outside of the grocery store buy colorful and fresh and you're gonna do well yeah it really is i do a lot of the focus on nutrition with our clients and it doesn't have to be complicated you keep it as simple as possible eat your fruits eat your veggies eat some good lean meats and that's basically it. Try to avoid the processed foods. And what happens is people love the snackies and the, uh, you know, junk foods and stuff like that. And they'll try to desertify their diet <laughs> by finding like, you know, can I make healthy cakes and healthy muffins and healthy cookies? And, and just the simpler, the better for me anyways. And avoid yeah, the, uh, that aisle with all those chips. I can't even believe how big that aisle is now. It's one of the worst things you possibly can put in your body. Well, and people think if there's like a, a cow with a pasture on the label <laughs> that it must be healthy. Right. <laughs> like, just avoid it. Just avoid it. That's if just, you could leave it on your counter and it will last for months, you probably shouldn't need it. Exactly. Yeah, that, that food wrapped in uh, green meadows and and 
flowery pictures like that. That's just a fancy wrapped candy bar. Just stay away from it. Right, <laughs> exactly. Right. And right. So let's talk about how sex also can help us feeling young and healthy. Well, so sex is, uh, you know, sex is an activity. And so there is some degree of exercise involved in sex, especially if it's vigorous sex. But uh, sex keeps us connected to our partner or to our play partners. And it helps with intimacy, which helps, uh, you know, anytime we're having sex or we're in one of those relationships with friends, it doesn't even have to be sex. It can just be very deep connected conversation your body starts to release those feel-good hormones Mm -hmm. and the oxytocin is pouring out and those things have been shown in studies to increase your lifespan to help uh bulletproof you from disease there's so much benefit to sex and intimacy that it is a shame when you see couples who have maybe spent years in a sexless marriage it hasn't it has a toll on Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And of course, being happy, which we, we live by happy, healthy and horny. If we start off by being happy and those happy hormones also keep us young and make us feel better. And the more happy we can be, of course, the more healthy we can be and then the most horny we can be. I know it sounds silly because I keep repeating, but it's actually it's simple. simple. Try to it start is. with being happy every day. Wake up happy in the morning. Right. Yeah. And sometimes people don't have, you know, they feel like, well, I don't have a sex drive. I have low libido, always have. And and maybe there's some um, truth to that to an extent, but everybody can improve. And you start exercising and, and we don't believe exercise is the be all end all answer to everything. But exercise helps reduce your stress, which then will open the floodgates for an increased libido. Um, it boosts your self, sorry, it boosts your self esteem. Even if you feel like, well, I've got a long way to go to get to where I want to be. Just starting the process is almost an instantaneous boost to your self esteem. And once you feel better about yourself, even a little bit, that libido starts to climb. Well, and even, you know, there's days where I don't feel like having sex, but just start touching and just start kissing each other and immediately that engine started (laughs) starts to rev up and those hormones start to increase and you start to feel like it you get into it i've heard i work with a lot of women and i've heard that time and time again i just don't have a sex drive well just start just start touching each other just start kissing each other a massage anything to start getting that physical touch and that connection. And it'll be, it doesn't take long to start revving up that engine. Right. And it's also like going to the gym. You know how people dread going to the gym? I know you guys are now trained to do that every single day. It's also your jobs. But a lot of people just say, oh, I don't have the energy. I really don't feel like going. And then you finally find a way to get there and you always feel amazing. Once you're there and you start moving and you start lifting weights or doing an exercise program, whatever it is that you're doing at the gym. Well, sex is kind of like that too. When you're getting older and you really think, oh, do I really want to, can I be bothered? And then, you know, you start doing exactly like you said, April, start touching and kissing and caressing. And next thing you know, you're connecting with your partner so deeply that you're, you're there. So thank goodness. I actually listened to my inner self saying, we need this as much as we need to go to the gym. We need to have that connection with our partners. Yeah. We've said that so many times after we get done and we'll just lay there and be like, 
oh my God, we needed that so much. Yeah. You know, if we've had like a really stressful week or a really stressful day and neither one of us sometimes we're like, we really don't feel like doing this right, right now. But we get done and we're like, oh my God, that felt so good. We just needed that connection. Yeah. And, and, yes. and sex isn't necessarily about putting your cock in a pussy. It could be, right. like you said, a massage. Carol has learned the mastery of giving a hand job. I give great pussy massages. And then sometimes we just take out a toy and we, we just, you know, watch each other um, masturbate. We do self-pleasuring. Uh, and there's all different ways to have sex, not just about, you know, the missionary position and fucking. Right. Yeah. And we've done that too, where we'll both be exhausted at night. We're like, you want to have sex? No. You want to masturbate? Okay. <laughs> I don't think I well, I think no. a I think April's the expert in masturbating. Yeah. So, you know, that's something that I only started doing in my 30s. Can you believe it? Oh, I just did. Wow. I just never did. It's one of those things that never crossed I, my mind. Wow. Now she has an 18-inch with a 4-inch <laughs> diameter dildo that we call champagne sex. So when she's had a little bit too much champagne, she takes this ginormous dildo. I go for a ride. Puts it in, goes for a ride, takes her womanizer, puts it on her clit, and uh, she says, kiss me. Uh, I think it was almost even a self-soothing thing for me. Like I could masturbate and then fall asleep like a baby. Well, and so know. it just was like, it just became a thing. <laughs> That's Still great. Do use a Still do. So if I can't sleep, I'm going to masturbate and I, I'll, I'll be out in seconds. There you go. What about you, Scott? How often do you masturbate? Uh, well, probably not as much now <laughs> as I used to. I don't know if that's age or what, but um, that's having guess, a hot wife like uh, April. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have such an active sex life that, and I don't have trouble falling asleep yeah, for a nap, that. so I don't need it for that purpose. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't do it as much. I do it some, um, and then rarely do I do it alone yeah. anymore. Yeah. When I do yeah. it now, it's almost always she's there. Yeah, exactly. yeah. like David as well. So do you guys yeah. think that sex-positive people in your community are actually more concerned about their health and wellness than the average person? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, and I think that's because, well, like us, we found the lifestyle later in life. And now we're like, God, if we would have known about this 20 years ago, you know, we, we feel like we're fighting time now. Like there's so much we want to do and so much we want to experience. And so we want to be healthy so that we have longevity. And, and I feel like that's the case with a lot of people that we've met that they're, they've found it a little bit later in life and they're kind of scrambling now to get healthier so that they can be in this for a longer Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I don't know if we'd have found it in our 20s. I don't know that I'd have had the maturity to do it. Correct. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, maybe I would, but there weren't, you know. When, when but I we've was, met a lot of young people that are really a lot more mature than we are, than well, we were. That's and, true, but it's one of the drawbacks to this still being a marginalized thing is that there's not as many tools out there. It's not readily available. It's not talked about openly. It's, it's, it's getting better, but if when I was 20 or 25, I wouldn't have known where to turn to get help trying to navigate what we do. Right. And, and certainly you have to have a very strong, stable, 
a relationship. You have to be very secure in your relationship before you start sharing your partner. And that's maybe not something that a 20-year-old knows how to do anyway. So I think it's actually apropos that the average age is in their 40s that people are finding yeah. this lifestyle. The younger people who are coming in are exploring their sexuality. They're exploring right. in lots of ways, not necessarily sharing partners, because that's kind of the hardest thing. That jealousy you know, part is hard to navigate. So I think you mm-hmm. guys were at the exactly right age of mm-hmm. finding this lifestyle, the one that we, we share this kind of lifestyle, whereas there's other types of lifestyles like kink and other things too that young people might want to, you know, investigate. All right, babe, that is an absolutely great segue into hedonism, oh, right? Because yeah. uh, yeah. we're going to talk about your trip um, that's coming up um, January 6th to 13th. But first, um, we know just recently you went to Hedo for the first time and what did you think with the first time you got there? Because it's, it's been around for 40 years. It is iconic. It is the world's most erotic adult playground. And here you guys are coming from, you know, this fitness perspective. What did you think when you got to Hito for the first time? Well, it was pleasantly, we were surprised because the thing we had heard about Hito, great party, you're going to have fun it's a little rundown or variations of that theme. You know, it's an older resort. Um, there's some places that might be a little bit nicer. But we think it's super. I mean, yeah, you can tell it's a little dated in its architecture, but the rooms are immaculately cleaned every mm-hmm. day. Uh, the resort is very nice. And the, yeah. the people that say negative things about it, I don't understand it. Maybe those are people that went before it was uh, remodeled uh, not too long ago, but uh, we, we thought it was great and we've had a blast. We, we actually went for our first time in November of last year uh, they asked us down to uh, do some uh, guest coaching, and then they brought us back again. What was it? February, February, February this year. So we've gone twice in the past. March. What month is it? March. March. Yeah, I guess it was March. So when you so first twice. when you first got there and you walk in, everybody gets the welcome home, and for first timers, you're like, "What do you mean welcome home?" But after you've been there for a week, you get it, right? Yeah. So that was one thing I was shocked because we've been to resorts before, all inclusive resorts and the staff are always super helpful, but there's something different about the Hito staff. They remember you. They, it's almost like a bunch of friends. Like they are invested in who you are. They remember things that you tell them. They, from November to February, People remembered our first names sure. and greeted us by our first names. Yeah, the lady that cooked my omelet every morning the first time remembered my name four months later when I showed back up for an omelet. Jackie is my buddy. I've known her for, yeah. I don't know, 15 years. She's, she's been there forever. Uh, she's, she's amazing. I don't eat eggs anymore, but I still go up to her and she makes me um, an omelet without eggs. So she puts the ham and the vegetables and everything in it. And she has been at Hito. It's called a stir fry day. For 25 <laughs> years. Yeah. 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 You can tell that they treat their staff well mm-hmm. and their staff loves working there. It's yeah. a great job Winston for them. So Winston yeah. looked out there in the middle of one of his shows uh, and saw April dancing in the crowd and called her up on stage by her name yeah. over the microphone. Yeah, and we, so hadn't cool. talked, we hadn't talked to him that whole week. Yeah. Uh, he still remembered her name from the last time. Very yeah, cool. Winston looks at me and says, don't think about coming up on stage. <laughs> <laughs> David has very little talent for stage. <laughs> yeah. So tell us about, you know, your first impression of the nude pool. So I was shocked (laughs) so um i don't know what i was expecting 
Um, but we, so we've been to takeovers and stuff like that before, but, um, there was a really wild group there when we got there. And so there was a lot going on. So at first it just took a while to take it all in. <laughs> there was, uh, they were doing maybe like, I don't know if they were doing a squirting contest or something like that, but there was women like lined up and they were getting finger banged and, um, yeah, that was more of what most people think they're going to walk into their first time going, but that wasn't the whole time. That was a game that they were running. It just so happened when we first walked in. That's (laughs) what April has a very contrarian nature to her about stuff. So she, anytime she's told she has to do something, she wants to do the exact opposite. (laughs) So it has taken some, mental gymnastics for her to be able to enjoy being told she has to be naked even though she likes being naked she doesn't like being told she has to be it's that little rebel child in my head right tell me what to do but i still take it how long did it take you guys to get into the playroom well, it's funny. The second time we went, we didn't even go. Yeah, uh, we never did. But the first we went, time we went, I think we went three, several times. Yeah, three times the first trip. I think we went four times the first trip. Uh, and it, again, I love it, though. Because, under the stars. Oh, yeah it, yeah. it reminded me of like a Grecian bathhouse or something. Yes, like, yes exactly. It, I, I loved it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, no, we, uh, we're very big exhibitionists. So probably every event we've ever been to, we end up having sex in front of people or something. So, uh, you know, that's not something we... Um, have any real issues getting involved. That's okay. And when was the first day you found out that you were actually exhibitionists? Oh, that was at the first place he took me when he said, you can be naked. We had sex in front of people. Well, yes. And we played cornhole in front of people. And even that was fine. (laughs) Nice. Nice. So, so next time you're at Hedo, um, I will challenge you guys the yellow raft in the middle of the beach uh, where everybody you can see bring some little uh, blue floaty things put them up there and you can be the ultimate exhibitionist having sex on that raft in front of everybody on the beach absolutely yeah oh a little little thing floating out there in the water right. oh. yep. Yep. yeah that's yep. a lot of fun it takes it takes a big person to go out there and you have to expect <laughs> applause when you're finished <laughs> All right, so let's move on. Let's move on to your takeover of Hito in January the 6th to 13th, 2024. Um, how did that idea come up? Uh, we know Richard and Diane are fully supporting it. Harry supports anything that has to do with people coming and putting on a great party there. We know them super, super well. Um, how, how did you guys come up with this idea? And tell us a little bit how it's going to be different than um, the other weeks that are at Hito. Yeah, well, we've wanted to do some type of sexual health and wellness summit for a couple of years now. So we've been, Scott's had a running like note in his phone and every time we get an idea, he jot it down. And so when they brought us out to guest coach in November, we realized this would be the absolute perfect place to have that, to host something like this. So we presented it to Richard and Diane. And luckily, they had already had a similar idea themselves. So yeah. It was a great pairing. Right. And so, like I said earlier, Scott's the creative brain. I'm the logistics. So as soon as they were like, that's a great idea, his I could see the wheels just like smoke started coming out of his head, like all these ideas. Um, and so it's called Be Better at Being Bad Week. And so the goal is for people to come and learn to be better being bad. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, you know, there's a lot of people that come to Hito that have been in lifestyle uh, a long time. And 
our goal is for it, it's easy to teach new things to new people. Uh, but we want to make sure there is stuff there for people that have been in it for a long time, too. So we're bringing experts in from all over the country. There's going to be uh, people um, from Australia that are coming in. But you're going to leave with some information in at least some area of the lifestyle that you didn't know before. And that can you can take back home with you and apply to your life, whether that's something about fitness or nutrition or sexual technique technique or uh, relational, relational or psychedelics. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a big, you know, as we all know, there's a lot of use of recreational drugs at some of these parties and we want people to know how to do that safely, intelligently and not get themselves in trouble with it. And so we have an expert coming for that and, and there's just going to be some incredible stuff. And we don't, we're not going to over itinerize this. We want there to be just the right amount of stuff so that the quality is super high that everybody has a great time. It's all interactive and, and fun and not something you go, oh, I don't want to leave the nude pool ever to go do this thing. We want it to be a thing where you go, you know what? We'll be right back. We got to go see what these people are doing. All right. Let's talk. We know we were just talking about um, lifestyle people, but let's talk about newbies who are listening to our show because we um, – um, we're at Hedo in February, and there was probably 20 couples, all newbies, who had never been to Hedo before and were there because they're listening to our show. What can you say to them about your event and, you know, easing them into a place that, you know, they're able to be naked uh, whenever they want? Yeah. So we have one thing that we do at all of our events, and we actually did this at in uh March when we were there for uh, Swing Breakers Week. We did mimosas with April and shots with Scott's. So the newbies who it was their first time to Hedo and some of them the first time ever at a lifestyle event came and the women met with me, the men met with Scott. And we just talked about our fears, um, our inhibitions, things that expectations helped set expectations. But Really what happens is the newbies get familiar with the people in that group and it becomes a circle of safety. And so um, it was really interesting because we had conversations. I can remember with one wife and she was saying, I keep telling my husband that I'm okay if we have a threesome and he plays with another woman, but he keeps thinking that I'm, I'm, I'm just teasing him. Setting, and the same him husband was saying to Scott, she keeps telling me she's okay with it, but I feel like she's setting me up. <laughs> and so we were able to help them navigate those expectations in that journey that week. But what happened was the women that week would find me and they would be like, this is what's going on. And this is what I'm experiencing. And, um, it really became a beautiful thing. And we're still connected with that group. And we're going to do the same thing our week there. Um, so we're going to have a, a, you know, a place for newbies to come together and meet people that are in the same boat as them. That way, throughout the week, they'll have those people to connect with and feel safe with. But interestingly, we've done this at our events, too, where it, it's half and half. Some people are veterans. Some people are newer. And even the veterans get a lot out of this especially why well, all I can do is speak for the way the guys sessions have gone. But I know if a guy wants to entertain the idea of playing with my wife, he and I are going to have to bond in some way. I have to feel like I can trust him that there's a mutual amount of respect. And 
in these conversations at the start of each of these trips where we've done these things, all of a sudden these us guys start to bond and it, it increases the speed with which play can happen or be allowed to happen among the guys because we've bonded so quickly right off the bat over these uh, deep conversations that we have yeah. that, that usually tend to happen in just little isolated couples conversations around the pool over the course of several days. We're able to kind of quicken that process in those small groups. Yeah, absolutely. Right, right. So we, we are coming to the end of the show and we're coming up to some final advice we're going to ask of you guys, but I think it's really important to tell everybody out there that within the lifestyle, there are three main rules and they go ask first, no means no. And if you don't get an enthusiastic, yes, it's a no respect is paramount. And when you go to events that happen at hedonism on the bliss cruise at desire, any lifestyle event, 50% of the people who are there don't play. They're there for just a sexy, erotic experience. So yes, we're talking a lot about playing here and you have the opportunity to do a multitude of steep things and explore many different fantasies. But if you just want to come with your partner to have a great sexy experience, learn about fitness, learn about nutrition, we're going to shout out to Ashley Manta who's coming, who's going to talk about sex and cannabis. She's a good friend of ours and a lot of other good educators are there. You as a couple can come, have a great week to two of you, not touch anyone, not play with anyone. You could be a little exhibitionist in the playroom. You can go grow your couple by learning stuff from the experts that are going to be there and go home and say, wow, we had a great sexy time and not have played or touched with anybody. And you don't have to be naked if you don't want to go right. on the nude side. You can stay right. on the prude side and it's still going to be lots of fun. You'll have lots of activities on that side as well. Yeah, we've got some friends that uh, are probably going to be going on this trip who are new and starting to dip their toe into the lifestyle. And um, we've told them that, look, you can you can go over to the wild part, the parties, the nude pool and, and have a crazy time. Or you can disappear almost over on the prude side and have a private day at the beach and, and not take your clothes off if you don't want to and get away from all the hubbub and just enjoy each other. Hedo can be whatever you want it to be. And at our event, there's going to be so many opportunities for you to have fun that aren't necessarily connected directly with sex. Yeah, right. That's this can be for you a wellness, refreshing retreat, or this can be a wild, amazing party. Yeah, that's <laughs> it can why, be whatever that's you why Hito says you can be as mild or as wild as you like. Uh-huh. Yeah. All righty, guys, we're at the end of the show. I'm going to ask you um, to just take a minute and tell everybody what your biggest, maybe two, three, four recommendations are people can do to stay fit the fuck. <laughs> well, so I will take this opportunity to plug something we have coming up. Uh, Cause you mentioned Ashley Manta, Manta, always pronounce her name wrong. Um, her and Luna Matadas and Dr. Shannon Chavez are going to be partnering with us uh, starting um, next month on a four week online nutrition, health and wellness challenge. And their part of this challenge is going to be uh introducing into the challenge some fun naughty uh challenges that are kind of in their wheelhouse and they're going to be left to uh to their own creativity to come up with whatever naughty challenges they want to throw in there but it's it's something that will be free Uh, you do not have to pay for it you're going to have all sorts of information from these experts from uh different areas like psychedelics and uh therapy and all this kind of stuff plus all the workouts all the nutrition advice uh, points and scoring and prizes and all sorts of stuff 
So that is one way to get started in getting healthy. But today they can drink more water, (laughs) (laughs) get 30 minutes of movement, intentional movement three to four times a week and get good quality sleep. Excellent. Yes. That'll give them better mood, uh, better physical feeling and also less less stress and maybe even get a little bit more intimate with their partner. Yes, absolutely. All righty. April and Scott from NaughtyGym.com. Thank you so much for all that great information. Why don't you take a minute now how people can reach out to you, subscribe to your NaughtyGym.com and book your event at Hedo. Uh, yeah, the, the, so our website is www.naughtygym.com. Um, everything that we do is included in one price. It's $20 a month, and it's really a turnkey health and wellness program. All your workouts and nutrition are covered in that price, and you'll have a community of several hundred other people that are in there you know, right along with you that you can communicate with. Um, and also off that web page, you can see the link to our event, Be Better at Being Bad Week at Hedonism, January 6th through the 13th of next year. And there's a lot of information on there about what we're going to be doing and who the presenters are. And we'd love to have everybody there. Wow. And of course, and I think I think we can say that we're going to be there as well. That's right. Yes. Yes. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. We're really looking forward to it. And of course, if you missed any of this information, you just have to go to our website, thesexylifestyle.com, where every one of our guests has their own guest page with all of their information, and you can even contact them directly there. Absolutely. And like we did this week, we're learning more and more every week from all our great guests. We hope you do too. If you have any questions at all, you can always send us an email at ask at carolindavid.com. All righty. The end of another great show with some amazing guests. April and Scott, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much, guys. We appreciate it. Thank you for having us. It was fun. Our pleasure. And like we do every week, we want to thank all our listeners for being here week in and week out. Join us again next time for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle, talking about sex, sexuality, sexual health and pleasure, and all the fun ways you can spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny. Well, that's it for our show today. Carol and I, April and Scott, send you lots of love and great sex. Please stay safe. And of course, stay sexy, everyone. Until next time. Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever.